Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to focus our conversations, our discussions on things that will challenge you to change the way you think about your workplace ministry and your life in Christ. And today... There's no holds barred to what's going to happen around this round table today and on the air, on the, on the phone line. I've got all of my kids and my wife and on the air or on the, around the table sitting next to me, giggling, laughing. We got so much nervous energy in this room. Now they probably won't say anything because they'll be, they were all <laughs> the giggling while I was trying to do the intro. It's amazing. But we have with us, we got Sarah Louise in Minnesota. We got Sarah Michelle right here. We've got Joshua and Amelia who got married just a little under a year ago. And of course, my incredible bride. Martha, of almost 28 and a half years. Honey, I don't know how you do it, but I'm grateful that you do. All right, today, we're going to take the focus on the discussion, just looking at workplace ministry perspective from lots of different points of view. But as it says in Joshua 24, 15, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And that's really, Martha, how we set up our family. You know, we have not done a perfect job raising these kids. 
We did the best we could with what we had to work with. <laughs> I think you did a good job. Okay. But we always were trying to serve the Lord, and, and, and we made that decision. We made that decision. So welcome all of you to the I Work For Him show. Well, thank you. Thank you. Amelia, say something. Sarah, Sarah Louise, can you hear us? I, I did, yes. I said thank you. Okay. Oh, there all right, good. Is. Good. Say, say hi, everybody, to Sarah up there in Minnesota. Hi. Right, this will be the, this may be the first and only show we ever do this way, but we're going to give it a big shot. Hey, listen, what I really want to do, as I do with each and every guest that I bring on the show, and, and, and just for the audience out there, the reason I, it, it's the day after Thanksgiving. We had to do a family day. We had to do something that really talked about family. And the people, Sarah on the phone and the three kids sitting here at this round table with Martha and I, these are our, this is our life. And this is what has helped shape us and, of course, humiliate us and, and build the, uh, humility. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, build build humility there into us go. over these last years and uh, for the last certainly 23 and a half years and uh, oh no it's even longer than that wow oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, oh, Martha's telling me to move on. <laughs> We're going to do the math. We I was going to do the math. Yeah, I was going to do the math. Sarah Louise is just a little bit older now. Okay. Anyway, so listen, we wanted just to share with you from a family perspective on how ministry has affected our mindset and how our relationships with Christ affect how we look at our workplace. So that's what we're going to do. I have no idea where it goes from here, but we're really just trying to have some fun and just try and encourage you. To get your family involved in having conversations about how your workplace and your mission field are all tied together. So, as we do with each and every guest on the show, we share how Jesus Christ is making an impact on your life today. Sarah Louise, you get to go first, because you're the oldest. <laughs> all righty, then. Um, he has given me a purpose and an identity. Um, I know exactly who I am and why I'm here, and every day I get up knowing that he's going to use me for a reason, and it, it just gets me an identity in who I am. Fantastic. Joshua? Well, uh, God's really been working uh, you know, in my life as uh, trying to be more of a leader now Now that I'm a husband and uh, you know, I've, I've got a family of my own now. It's, uh, it's definitely put some responsibility on my shoulders, so just having him as my leader and looking to him and you know, my father and looking at uh, just other leaders and um, kind of figuring out where my role is as a leader um, under Christ and um, to my wife and Christ believers or other believers and stuff. So that's that's where I am right now. All right, Amelia, being my favorite daughter-in-law, how's Jesus Christ making an impact on your life today? Hey, pull the microphone closer to you. Um, I think that the way he's making an impact right now in my life is I'm just watching him work in such an evident way. Um, like recently he's just been providing for us in just like amazing ways that I never thought I'd ever see him do. Um, and that's really how he's making the biggest impact right now. Cool. Sarah Michelle. Well, I would have to say just in like where I'm at in my life right now, like finishing up school and trying to figure out what I want to do with my life, just kind of when you grow up, when I grow up, um, and just kind of trying to figure out like where, where God is leading me to go and because I wasn't sure really what I wanted to do with my life, but he's brought me to a job that I can see myself doing for a long time and some place that I never thought I would ever be involved in. So just kind of following where he leads me. That's right. And, and as you guys are listening out there, both Joshua and Sarah graduate from college next week. They're almost two years apart, but Sarah caught up to Joshua because he did the extended plan with a little diversion over there in Costa Rica and then back up. and then, but, but that diversion in Costa Rica led him to Jacksonville where he met Amelia. I had that fun. 
Yes, and you had to have a, and you had a fantastic job. You you wouldn't give away those Costa Rica years for anything, would you? No, absolutely not. Well, it was only four months. months. Well, so it seemed like four years to me, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> when you left the country. Yeah, when you left the country, by far worst day of my life, just in case you're wondering. Yeah, I Hardest remember some day. tears that day. Oh, yeah, yeah, you didn't see the tears that were really cried that day. Yeah, we waited for the car for that one. Okay, so listen, l- let's just talk a basic conversation. The purpose of work. Martha, start us off. The purpose of work. Well, I think in a lot of people's eyes, we think of the purpose of work as being to earn an income to pay expenses. Um, But I think deeper than that is using the God-given gifts, talents, and abilities um, to fulfill his calling on our life. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sarah Michelle. Um, I think it's same idea, just kind of because everyone is so different and we all have different gifts, talents, and abilities and just kind of figuring out like how you can use those to do work and get paid, but also be a place that you can serve others and help others and find a calling for your life. Well, and the getting paid part is really, really nice. But Joshua, the last quarter or last semester of school, you had to quit a perfectly good paying job. Well, I guess a perfectly average paying job. Perfectly and, minimum wage. Perfectly minimum <laughs> wage paying job in order to work for free doing an internship. But yet, so that purpose of that work didn't involve money. But how does it turn it out for you? Well, I've been able to meet some really interesting people and have some really great opportunities to uh, impact my community and be impacted by my community. I've been able to, I mean, meet more people than I ever could have ever imagined uh, in the past five, six months um, through my internship and then through working for the the school newspaper. Um, But it, you know, I, I look forward to actually getting paid one day, but this these past five, six months where I've not really been making any money has been uh, invaluable, and uh, mm. I will carry on that experience it, for a long time. It made you more like Jesus than you ever thought you would be. Absolutely. Working well, all that time paid. without that's right, without yeah. getting paid. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and there was a famous photographer for National Geographic, James or, or, uh, Jim Brandenburg. Well, we're the Brangenbergs, and you need to look for Joshua Brangenberg coming up. He had, he's been already published twice this week in the Times Union up in Jacksonville. No, this, the Florida Times Union. Florida Times Union. That was on Sunday's paper, Thursday's paper, and coming up again on this Sunday. Yep. Fantastic, Joshua. So proud of you. Amelia, as you approach work, your perspective on work. Why? Um, my own personal perspective? Yeah, sure. Um, oh, sorry. Um, I mean, it is definitely to like like right now to be able to like pay the bills and everything like that but I think it definitely is also um to be able to find out your specific talents and your specific callings and being able to serve and Hmm. um build relationships with other people Sarah Louise your perspective on work you've got a lot more years under your belt than the rest of your brothers and sisters here what um What's your perspective on work? As you've seen, as you've gone from corporate world to being a daycare, uh, you've run out of daycare now for, I don't know, it seems like 10 or 15 years. you got a lot of different perspective. What What's that perspective on the purpose of work to you today? I think, you know, the one thing that's been the same regardless of where I've been working is that in every position that we find ourselves in, we can learn and we can grow and then we can equip others. So whether I was in sales or managing an office or now going on my 15th year of working with little ones, I'm learning more every single year and growing as a person and as a provider professionally and then equipping others, whether that's young parents or um, mentoring other new daycare providers as well. 
that every job we can always be learning, we can always be growing, and we can always be turning around and equipping others. Hmm. But are you, it's tough. I mean, as you, I'm tired of working, <laughs> you know, but, but I still got a lot, of, I still got a lot of years ahead of me. This is free for all. Anybody can answer this one. Here's the question. You guys have jobs in all different kinds of various places. And Martha, even you you can answer this one if you Why, want to. Why, thank you. No problem. All right. So how how have you been able to incorporate your faith specifically? Give me some specific way, you know, in because you didn't grow up with the perspective that your workplace was your mission field. But, I mean, that only really it's only been the last 10 years that I've really, really been talking about when God really started moving in my life. Maybe God was moving in your life sooner. But how have you been able to incorporate your faith specifically into the jobs that you have? What kind of opportunities have you had to share your faith? Just free for all. How 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 has how you been able to plug it in? Anybody can go in first. I'll jump in for that one. Um, I work with a lot of opinionated people, which is kind of fun. Because you're in the news business. Because I'm in the news business. So uh, getting into a conversation about, uh, well, it starts off with religion, but it, being able to share my faith through conversations like that has been uh, pretty easy, uh, but pretty hard to see the fruit from that. Um, but able to have those open discussions uh, with my coworkers, especially, and being able to uh, write and talk about uh, stories about people that um, that you know, I'm able to connect with them on a different level as well because I'm you know meeting a ton of new people. Sarah, did you want to say something, Sarah Louise? Yeah, absolutely. I um, I have opportunities every day because I'm working with young families that are trying to figure out how to raise these little children that they've been given, and um, I'm just I become part of that family. And there's been a lot of different opportunities to reach out and serve people, and through that we develop a relationship. And I am inevitably able to share the love of Christ, or why I have patience, or why I have passion for what I do, or you know. It's, it really comes down to um, to that building relationships side by side with other people. So I do see a lot of opportunities for that. When you're interviewing families, Sarah, to come into your daycare, I mean, do you do you share with them right up front that you're going to be running the daycare from a biblical worldview standpoint? I mean, how do do they know where you stand with Christ when they're actually interviewing you as a daycare provider? Yeah, they do. Um, you know, it's pretty easy to see once you come into my home mm-hmm. <laughs> that there's, you know, scripture on the walls. And um, when I'm doing a, a tour and also going through my parent handbook, I do discuss that, um, you know, we do pray before meals, that I do run a Christian daycare. So we will be, um, you know, listening to Christian music. We watch Veggie Tales, and what they'll be exposed to will be Bible stories at story time. And so I am very upfront about that. And um, and yet I do still serve families that come from all different backgrounds. So it's really neat when um, the kids will say to me, you know, especially if they're from um, a non-Christian family, can we read that Jesus book today? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the other ones will say, you know, when we're listening to Christian music, my mommy has that song in her car. So it is definitely implanting um, the words of truth on their lives. That's cool. Right, anybody else? Um, I would have to say not, I mean, more specifically in my old job, I used to work at Publix, and I, you know, there wasn't outspoken Christians, but the people that I worked with knew that I was different, and they knew that... I know you're different. Well... In in a different in way, way than them, because I think it's it all went down to the way that I acted and the way that I handled stressful situations mm-hmm. and like how I treated customers when they were being horrible to deal with, 
and um, they all knew that like that I was different. They all knew, like, you know, I don't go out and do the things that they do when we're not at work. And they knew that they could come to me and be like, you know, ask me questions about God and things like that. Because that wasn't necessarily something that was very open. But they knew that I would be open to talking about that. And in and where I work now, it is a Christian-run organization, and pretty much everyone there, you know, we're we're very open about our faith. We we pray at meetings and things like that. So that's cool because a lot of people that know our company for the most part they know that we're biblically based and we're all you know all about that Mm. in what we do now amelia you nanny for us for a specific family are you able to how do you how are you able to incorporate your faith are you able to incorporate your faith in what you do on a day-by-day basis yes definitely um i like me and my sister split the job so we kind of spoke beforehand about how we would um I don't know, incorporate our faith into taking care of the kids. And, like, we have started, like, praying with them before bed, and um, we pray before meals, and, like, we've had a bunch of conversations with them about who God is and, you know, how much he loves them. And um, we tell them Bible stories on probably a daily basis, and we're definitely able to have good conversations with them just about, you know, little things like who made the sky and the stories of creation everything like that are always brought up when we're taking nature walks or something like that so Mm, that's very cool now martha you're dealing with the public all the time all Mm -hmm. the time Mm -hmm. and you get just as sarah does sometimes you get customers that come in that are a little on edge uh and uh sometimes they're not on edge but you get an opportunity to uh, talk people down off the wall several times but this time of year it's it's stressful people are stressed out by christmas and and the rest of the holidays new year's and thanksgiving how do you how are you able to minister to those people as they come into your store Um, I think a lot of times the first thing is just greeting them with a smile and a welcoming spirit and um, trying to find out where they're at and why they're where they're at, Um, whether they're there because they're in search of a gift for somebody and they don't maybe even have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but they know the person they're buying for is a a Christian or loves God or whatever they may define it by. Um, But just being able to um, be open and willing to listen and take the time, which is really hard when you're busy and you're in retail, but it's the most important thing that we can do because we don't know where where they are when they come in the door spiritually. What's the biggest thing that you guys, anybody answer this question, that you're looking forward to in your job? Joshua, as you go full-time somewhere, Sarah, as you go full-time somewhere, uh, you know, uh, Amelia, you're already working full-time, Sarah, you're already working, Sarah Louise, you're already working full-time. What's the thing you, the biggest thing you look forward to in your job each and every day and, and that you look forward to in the future? I look forward to going to work every day and the people that I work with we all have a really good relationship with each other mm-hmm. and just and I'm the the person around the office that they can call on when they don't know what to do and whether it's technical or like hey Sarah what do you think about this like and I love that opportunity to just be a helper because I mm-hmm. love helping people and we, that's what we do in our job every day with our patients but also being able to do that with the people that I work with on a daily basis and just the idea of being able to to serve them is is an awesome opportunity any of the rest of you, what do you look forward to most what, as you look into the future? Anybody else? Honestly, the relationship I have with my coworkers, I mean, right now the relationship I have is is very strong. Like they just, they know that they can come to me for just about anything. I just can listen. And um, I hope that in future workplaces I can, I can build that sort of relationship again. Um, and I, I know that I can just because I want to. 
I want to interject something there, Joshua, just to ask you about, you know, with your journalism and things like that, one of the things that I see as an opportunity that you get real passionate about is telling other people's story and making people aware Mm -hmm. of maybe the down and out or the hurting. And that's Mm -hmm. what some of your stories even this weekend have been that have been in the paper for you. And that seems to be a really exciting avenue of, of what you have to look forward to in your future. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's just cool that I get to meet these people and I get to I spend hours at a time with them and I get to know them on a deeper level and I've been able to keep up some of that relationship and mm-hmm. be able to see them every once in a while the people I have those in-depth stories with so it's, it's nice. kind of hilarious as Joshua and I were traveling around I don't remember it was yesterday or today but as we we're talking we realize over the last 24 months as Joshua made the turn towards journalism and, and I've done the turn towards radio we both are learning the same skill differently mm-hmm. we're both learning how to network all across outside of our world and we're also learning people's stories and I'm getting people to share them on the air he's getting them to share and he's writing on paper mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's a really cool opportunity it really is so I'm really I'm a radio journalist Ooh, audio journalism there you go yeah. <laughs> it's called broadcast journalism. Oh, that's what it... It's got there's a, wor- a degree it, There's actually that. a term. There's a name for it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Broadcast journalism. Wow, mm-hmm. Ivan, write that down. Put that on my business card, please. Broadcast journalism. <laughs> okay, very nice. Sarah, Sarah Louise, did you want to share any way of, anything you look forward to as, as things looking into 2015 and beyond and what you're looking for in your workplace or how you're going to make a bigger impact in your workplace? Yeah, absolutely. I... I feel like I serve two um, types of clientele, basically. I've got my little children that I really look forward to making those little one-on-one connections and seeing that light bulb go off for the first time where they really put things together and um, and they begin to grow. And so that is just magical to me. And then the other part is serving their parents. And um, when I have an opportunity to make a connection with their parents, um, about something meaningful, you know, that can maybe redirect them to to remind them that their main focus is their children. As frustrating as balancing work and childcare and all those things come together, I'm able to come alongside those families and say, "I have been there. I really, I really feel for you. This is what works for me. You guys can decide what works for you, or this is what I've seen work for other families." And men making that personal connection that can kind of bring us to um, to a more serious conversation about priorities and, you know, how they're raising their children or, you know, and prioritizing their families. So those are probably the two things that I look forward to on a regular basis in my job. That's very cool. What's hilarious is that, you know, both you and Joshua have have jobs, but both you and Joshua also are in are so into photography on the side, working with families and children and, and, and have that future in a photography career. It's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Listen to the giggles. It's getting Getting ready to get out of control. I'd like to thank Eric Most with Most Insurance at mostins.com. For your auto, home, life, and business insurance, you got to call Eric Most. For Jim Byers, your good faith loan officer at goodfaithfl.com. For mortgages and refinances, you got to call Jim Byers. And Business His Way, at, you can find them online at businesshisway.us. The fan, most fantastic Christian business roundtable discussion group for small business owners in Tampa Bay. Found right there at Business His Way. Honey, that's right. Right? It's the best one. Yes, of course. For the small businesses. 
Look on our website for more information about him, businesshisway.us. All right, listen, we've got all in the family. I work for him style going today. We've got all the Brangenberg kids either on the phone or sitting around the table today. We've got Sarah Louise in Minnesota. We've got Amelia and Joshua who got married just a little under a year ago, and we've got a marriage question for them coming up. And we've got Sarah Michelle sitting here. Joshua and Sarah both graduate next week from college with four-year degrees, debt-free. How's that feel, guys? Fantabulous. Well, I still don't have any money, but it feels good. But you don't but you at least don't owe, owe people anybody. somebody money. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. So before we get back to our discussion about what you learned from mom and dad about workplace ministry, it's time for our book highlights segment, Martha. And it's yes. always brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Karis Christian Books and Gifts have been part of the Largo community for over 29 years coming on. Going on 30 in March. 30 years in March. Located in the center of First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on? Almerton Road. In, in Largo. Largo. Very good. There. 2,400 square foot store. Is open to the public? All, I don't know. Seven days a week. That's right. Good. This is like round. This is like Jeopardy. All right. Check them out online at shopcaris.com. That's shop. C-H-A-R-I-S. Dot com. Be the first person to call into the studio line. We only have one left open. So call into the studio line, 855-265-2929, and Martha will give you a Caris Christian Books and Gifts gift card. Gift card worth $15 so you can buy your favorite book. Because that's what we're going to do next. We're going to highlight our favorite book. Sorry, Sarah Louise, you're just finding this out right right now. Uh, but first, let's go around the table. Your favorite Christian book that you've read, fiction or nonfiction, favorite book, and no, Bible doesn't get you the brownie point answers. Well, I'm assuming that the Bible is your number one book that you read, but outside of the Bible. Sarah Michelle, you go first. Oh, uh, I don't like Sarah Michelle's going second. Uh, Joshua, <laughs> go first. Well, I really like uh, Don't Waste Your Life by John Piper. Oh, he just took Amelia's. I, I, I do, but well, I know, okay. when she okay. said that, I was just like, you know, I, I actually I read that book, and I, Radical was another one of those really mm-hmm. amazing books uh, that, that definitely changed my perspective on life with Christ. So. That's not fair. <laughs> yeah, that's not fair. Um, my second favorite book is Crazy Love by Francis Chan. Mm-hmm. That's Very good. So your number one was Don't Waste Your Life by John Piper. Probably. Both of you are making Eric Most with Most Insurance extremely happy. It's his number one favorite book. <laughs> so And he's a sponsor, so you made one of my sponsors very happy. Martha, what about you? Um, I'm going to go with my the one I just read, uh, which I really liked, which is The Way of the Shepherd. And it's, just, it's a leadership book, very small, parable, written book um, that helps you to understand how a shepherd takes care of a sheep and ap- applying that to work. Mm. And, and then she brought it to me and added it to my book collection that That's I right. have to read now. All right, Sarah Michelle, did you think of one yet? Mm. Well, you see, I don't really like to read very much. I'm the, the oddball out of this family. but um, <laughs> And she's in college. And I read textbooks, kind of. Textbooks come first sometimes. Um, no, the Bible's supposed to come first. I just finished a series at church on the book Captivating by John and Stacy Eldridge. Right, Mom? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we also just started another one called Restless, and I can't think of what the name of the author is. Yeah, that one. Yeah. And that one's really good, too. So I okay. guess I have to go with those because they're the most recent. Sarah Louise. Um, I would say anything by Neil Anderson. Um, I absolutely love all of his work. And then um, definitely The Love Bear by um, Stephen and Alex Pendrick. Right. The... Uh, the uh, Neil Anderson does a lot on spiritual warfare, spiritual gifts. Who uh, we are in Christ. Who we are in Christ. Very, very, very good stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. All right, now I read, you know, last year I read, uh, I don't know that we ever counted last year how many books I read, 150 to 170 books. This year I've read 55 or 56. 
Well, if I were to have to identify my favorite nonfiction book, it would have to be Identity and Destiny because of the impact it makes on people's lives. They're the ki- never the, the same. Win, That's course. my next book I'm going to read. That's good. That's good. You should all, and then you're going to lead Starting your entire workplace next. in that. The right. week after next, not week next after week, because after you graduate. Yeah. But my favorite, I mean, Joshua and I read a ton of Christian fiction, and, and Martha it has, carries a lot of it. We love Stephen Lawhead. We love, mm-hmm. um, uh, you, well, you loved. Liparillo. Yeah, Liparillo. Robert Liparillo. We like him. Yeah. He's really good. I mean, we, and we used to like Ted Decker. Yeah, Ted Decker. I mean, I love the, the you know, black. The green. Circle series. Yeah, the Circle oh, series. Oh, I've read that. Called. Ooh. Um, Ooh, good answer. I also <laughs> like, uh, and I, black, black uh, something. Terry Blackstock. Yes. She's a very She's good a really writer. Oh, yeah. Author. yeah we've read I, a lot I've of read her. a lot of her books. All right. So, listen, we've already given away the gift certificate to Pam Smith right there in Largo. Thanks, Pam, for calling in. I appreciate you winning the, the uh, gift certificate. Make sure you spend that wisely at Karis Christian Books and Gifts. All right. We're back with... Uh, uh, do we still have uh, Sarah Louise on the phone? Because we got the. Yeah, okay, good. All right, good. Okay, so here's the question. What did you learn from mom and dad? Now, Amelia, that you'll have to go back into your. You've only been part of this family 11 months. So you're only accountable for what you've learned from us 11 months. And since we've only spent like six times together because you live four hours away, <laughs> what did you guys learn from mom and dad about how to incorporate your faith into your workplace or into your daily lives? What was the most significant thing you learned from us? Mm-hmm. Or something. It doesn't have. I mean,. Might be. No, I was putting the pressure on. I want to oh, know what okay. do we do? How do we how did we do here? So I just want to report card the on one, the air. The one thing that's that stuck out to me always, especially like that I actually saw it come to life working at Publix was how your actions speak so much louder than your words do. And mm. whether you say you're a Christian, like where you actually use words or not, people should be able to see that in you. And mm. I think especially in the workplace, when you work in a secular workplace, like I have up until the job that I'm at now. I mean, people are watching you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's been one of the biggest things because there's like that saying where if you have to use words, use them. But I know you know that saying, but. Wait, you say if, you know, speak or talk about Christ always and when necessary, use, use words. words. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What about Joshua, Amelia, Sarah Louise? What, do you, what did yeah, you learn? I- what did you learn from mom and dad? I don't even have to think twice. I would easily say to love people, work hard, and always remember that we are the only Jesus that some people will ever see. Mm-hmm. 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 Powerful. Very good. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to do the end of the book segment. Sorry about that, Ivan. We didn't really have a book, so the whole read the book, don't wait for the movie thing. Sorry, I blew that one. Okay, Amelia and Joshua, what, what, is, what are the things that you've learned? What, what have you learned? Uh, for me, work ethic has been a huge thing. Like even in the workplace, where you may have, I some people watching you, what you're doing. Like, are you really taking this seriously? And when you do take it seriously, and you're consistent um, with how you work and how you treat others, then they, you know, they respect you a lot more, and they're able, or they, they look up to you a little bit. And um, you know, we can build a little bit more of a relationship off of that because of uh, good work ethic. Amelia, what about you? Um, from my parents or from sure. Okay. Well, well, I don't know. You pick it. You can pick. You can talk about both. Your mom and dad are probably listening, or they're listening to the the recording later. So okay. you better say something very nice. Well, one thing my parents always tried to you know instill in me was, you know, you are the only Jesus some people will ever know, and so that's one thing that I always try to keep in mind. Um, even just like being around the kids and everything, I try to, you know, remember to be patient, be loving, and be kind and. Um, 
trying to think of something I've learned from you guys. It's been a short period of time. You know. <laughs> <laughs> We're always having to do a lot I, of filtering, too. I have learned too. stuff from you guys. I just don't know exactly. I can't pinpoint anything. But There's so many. You're having a hard time so narrowing it down. Things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so in, in, the, in the final thing, Sarah Louise, you go first to this question. This one's not written down. What did you and Donnie learn from us about marriage? Oh, goodness, everything. <laughs> we just have had, oh, my goodness, such an opportunity to watch your relationship going back, you know, 20 years and um, watch you raise Joshua and Sarah, um, which has helped us immensely in raising our children. But um, both of us having very similar personalities, Donnie and Martha being very similar, like, <laughs> and then we are very vibrant and talkative. <laughs> I like the way so, you put that. I just like to call us loud and boisterous, but you know, vibrant and talkative. That's a good. I'm going to use I like that. that. I mean, both in business and in our marriage, just balancing those um, personalities and our communication and our. Um, our walk with Christ together, both serving together in the in the church. Um, you, ha- we've seen you do, and I've seen you do. Since I was, you know, in seventh grade, um, seeing that importance and growing together. I just, I cannot even. I could write a book on all we've learned, and I pass it on on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And um, boy, it's just prioritizing God first, and our family second, and our work third. Um, Wow, it, it, we've just learned so much. That's right. We've got all of our kids on the line. We've got Sarah Louise up there in the frozen tundra in Minnesota. We've got Joshua and Amelia down here from Jacksonville for the Thanksgiving weekend. we got Sarah Michelle. We haven't been able to get her out of the house yet. So, you know, they all great. Oh, I'm just now kidding. Now a lot of people have heard that. I'm just kidding. You know I'm kidding. Well, just I mean- the, the faces that I'm getting are just fantastic. <laughs> Oh boy! I know my bedroom's gonna be an office. It's that's clear. We got we got to rent it already. Are you kidding? Oh, both our kids graduate from college next week, and while they had the opportunity, we've all got them on the air today. Both our kids down here in Florida, I should say. Sarah Louise graduated many, many years ago. Well, not that many, Sarah. Don't get mad at me. Okay. All right. right, Moving right along. uh, Moving right along. I'm going to get myself in deep, deep trouble. Okay. Listen, Joshua and Amelia, you're newlyweds. You haven't been married quite a year yet. In fact, well, today's the 20. 28th? It's today the 28th. 11 oh months. Today. 11 months. Oh, happy 11 month oh, anniversary. Oh, So cute. All right. So in 11 months, what what's the one thing you've learned about marriage that you didn't know before you got married? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Good. I didn't know anything about marriage prior to being married, and now I think I know uh, about 11 months' worth of marriage. Yeah. He's gotten That's very right. wise. He has. He just stepped all around that one without stepping in it. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Amelia, what about you? What did you learn? Um, I learned that communication is very important. Mm-hmm. It's a key element in maintaining a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned. What else have I learned? Joshua, help her out. I don't know. She's learned many weird quirks of mine. That's for yeah. sure. I mean, I've got teeth endless <laughs> teeth brushing. Oh yeah, you mentioned the teeth brushing while we're off the air. You said Joshua brushes his teeth really, really weird. I don't think so. It, 
I know. Sarah how Louise is going, that? can you believe okay. they're talking about this on the air? Can I describe how he brushes his teeth? I don't really think so. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. That weird. Come on. But it's but, not that weird. But learning to accept, <laughs> to accept, uh, other, learning to accept his, his um, unique ways of doing things has been a great Good experience. Good word. That, good. Good word. That, that's a good way to describe it. Boy, she learned a skirt around this, too. On the air, live <laughs> confessions of Joshua and Amelia Brangenberg. All right, so what's one thing about marriage you guys learned from Mom and I? Oh, I can't even... I don't even know where to start. I've, I've learned so much. I mean, you guys have been so consistent and so loving, and I, I look up to you guys immensely, um, just with your relationship uh, with each other and with Christ and... I mean, how you've uh, you've treated us is just you know, it's it's definitely set a, a nice foundation for uh, Amelia and I, mm-hmm. um, where our marriage can start and blossom. Where um, I, we're just so fortunate to have good role models so. on both sides. Amelia's yeah, folks are so funny. awesome; they're so fantastic. We last, absolutely love spending time with your folks. All right, so we're looking forward to 2015. We're looking forward to you know. A deeper, a deeper. How about this? A deeper relationship with our heavenly Father. We're looking forward to relationships. Hey, Auntie April just texted. She said, "Hey, a totally cool way to visit with your family on the air." Hey, Auntie April, thanks Hi, for listening. Auntie April. Hi. And I'm sure, I'm sure Uncle Johnny might be listening. Hi, Uncle Johnny. Hi, Uncle Johnny. There you go. Oh, Welcome. wait a minute. And I just got told I was sarcastic. I don't know what I was sarcastic about. What was I sarcastic about? <laughs> Maybe kicking me out of the house. Oh, I would. Oh, I love you. You're not kicked out of the house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So what? What I want to know is, what are you going to do to deepen your relationship with your heavenly Father this next year, and how is that going to impact how you do your work differently in 2015? Martha, you first. Hmm. I think that a key word for us lately, and that I will just continue for next year, is intentionality. Um, Just being very purposeful in. setting aside time to um, pray with our Heavenly Father about each day and then incorporating what He is teaching me into my management. Well, what's really been cool, something that we did differently this year than we have done in the past. We've always prayed together every day. Yep. But was something, I don't know, you started it six, seven, eight months ago when life was just getting a little stressful with the radio show going mm-hmm. five days a week. We started praying in the morning and at night. Yeah. And that's been really nice. Starting our day off together in prayer, ending our day in prayer. That's been cool. Yep. Before I leave, usually it's before I leave the house, but sometimes you're leaving the house first. Um, we just spend that time just commit again every day, committing what's ahead of us to him and asking for him to help us prioritize it and to not work ahead of him um, and just to give him the stresses of that day or the victories of that day. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, Sarah Louise, what, what are you looking forward to 2015? Holy mackerel, I can't believe 2015. Mm. What are you looking for? How are you going to deepen your relationship with your Heavenly Father, and how is that going to impact how you do your job? Oh, goodness. That's such a loaded question. I would say um, to listen more. You know, there's always so many different aspects to our relationship, and I tend to talk more than listen, so I think listen more. Mm. And that will... You know, obviously affect everything because it'll be more of him coming out of me versus more of my attempts to um, to make things happen the way I think he would want them to. Mm. Go ahead, somebody else. I look forward to waking up earlier and just spending more time uh, with Amelia and the Word and praying. Uh, we've been trying to do that fairly consistently, but. Um, 
you know, six o'clock is just pretty early to mm-hmm. start the day. So we're, we're 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 trying to make that a priority, and and but it's been really cool the the mornings that we've had to just um, to get in the Word and just build our relationship with Christ together. So. And how's that going to impact your work? I mean, setting the day right just mm. makes a huge impact uh, in my perspective on my work. You know, the days that I you know, I get up and I'm rushing and I get out the door and then I get in the hour-long traffic and it just sets the tone totally wrong. And if I we start the day, you know, and we're praying together and we are in the Word together, then, you know, the day starts out amazing and it just sets the tone. So, mm. Sarah. Uh, Sarah uh. Michelle. Well, I think like the biggest thing that I've learned this year specifically is learning to just trust him with where he's leading me. And so I look forward to seeing more so where he's leading me as I graduate from school and get another year older and that kind of thing. And so just growing more with him to learn how to trust him more and follow without trying to go my own way, which is so easy to do. <laughs> That's for sure. Amelia. Um, I think I'm definitely excited to make it more of a point to go deeper in the Word. I feel like I, I'm not saying I'm a great prayer, but I feel like you can pray like a lot, like throughout the day as you're going, like driving and you know doing certain things. But it's like I want to make it more of a point to sit down and dedicate time to, you know, reading the Word and you know going deeper in that and meditating on it and studying it and stuff. Mm. And how about you, Jim? Well, first I was going to say, for a great example of prayers. Uncle Johnny and Auntie April. Absolutely. If you want to learn about how to pray deeply for people, they're, they're the people you got to talk to. But I've set my goal. I'm not going to read through the Bible this year. I'm going to read through the New Testament three times. Because I really feel like I really know the Gospels well. I actually know my Old Testament really well. I really want to I want to have a solid feel on the the everything beyond Acts. Because I have everything else. I'm a great story reciter. I know the details. But boy, that part of the New Testament is hard for me. So that's my real goal is to get a better handle on it because I can't – I could tell you anywhere in the Old Testament to go for this story, that story, but I can't do that in the New Testament. i got, I got to get that fixed. That's just something. And how are you going to apply that in your workplace? Oh, oh good question. <laughs> you know, every day I'll be able to use that right here on the air, honey. Good answer. Yeah, that's right. All right, listen. We're coming to the end of another I Work For Him show, and I want to thank Sarah Louise calling in from Minnesota. It's so great to hear your voice. Thank you so much for being part of the show. <laughs> Thank you. Joshua and Amelia Brangenberg, the newlyweds, 11 months. Thank you for being on the I Work For Him show. Thanks for having us. Sarah Michelle, looking forward to graduating from college. Thanks for being on the I Work For Him show. Don't hit me too hard after the show. Oh, thank you. (laughs) All right, baby. We had our whole family here on the air. How fantastic was that? That was great. All right, tomorrow on the I Work For Him show, there's no show because it's Saturday. But on Monday, we've got a couple of best of shows from the Institute of the Faith, Work, and Economics. On Monday, we've got Hugh Welshel, the founder, founder. And on Tuesday, we've got Ann Bradley, the economist. They're going to be talking about the biblical perspective on success and the biblical perspective on income inequality. We're Christ followers who own our own business, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.